0: Coming back to you over the Zoom airwaves. It's your boys at the Sons of Honarchy podcast. Your host, Drunk Shy Sox fan.
1: And Hot Take Tommy. On this episode of the Sons of Honarky podcast, we're going to be talking to you about your first place White Sox. And, um, <laughs> oh, my God. Sell-
0: Please <laughs> keep your day job. Gene Honda would not be proud. No. We're Gene also going to talk no about, um, you know, this this homestand that the White Sox are are currently in and and wrapping up today on Sunday. Uh, And we're going to talk about maybe if the White Sox need to make some moves. All this brought to you by us. So So, rate, subscribe, review. There we go. You get it right the first time every time. So I should just let you do that.
1: (laughs) It just sounds pretty when you say it like me.
0: Of course. What can I say? (laughs) You and your fake Gene Honda voice, whatever's going on over oh, there. It,
1: it was actually, it was bad. It was, I, sh- I can't, I cannot defend that, what I did.
0: <laughs> it is true. I <laughs> wish,
1: i we all wish we were Gene Honda, like deep down inside. If, if you were walking around with Gene Honda's voice, you would have so much power.
0: So f- honestly, though, those, pe- those people who have those powerful and recognizable voices that are just mm. so crisp. Now, this is a side note. NPR apparently does a segment every Thursday where they like, I don't, I think it's called like Curious City or something. And they have like quite people in questions about things that maybe they want to learn about with Chicago. So they did a segment on the CTA voice guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard hearing his voice is just so weird because it's like, it actually, it sounds just like, him, you know, like there's kind of a difference with Gene Honda. Like yeah, 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 he yeah. definitely like, puts, a, you know, a little bit more. It's clean. a
1: show. It's a show. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas this guy's just saying Whereas the CTA guys
0: literally like it. That's his voice. And he sounds like a robot. <laughs>
1: He's just like doors closing. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would be, it would be really weird. Like, what if he, what if he got on a mic and said doors closing while the train was moving, you'd be like, oh shit, it's breaking down. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get out. This train is fucked.
0: That would be such a bad prank. That would be a good April Fool's prank for the city of Chicago to do. That yes. that would be a nice little yeah, promo. Put them on a train
1: and like start like saying, like, this train is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> just chaos ensues.
0: How bad would the city get sued? That's oh, it, it would be
1: it would be a nightmare. It would be so bad. <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of the city, obviously the White Sox are in first place going into Mm. yesterday. They had Mm -hmm. the best record in Major League Baseball uh, by back to back back sweeps.
1: will do that for you. I'll I'll Um, tell you this right now,
0: which was so awesome. Like, obviously, the the sweep against the Royals. I was like, yep, we're exposing them. I mean, it is. It's this team that's exposing them. And I love this. Minnesota is an absolute train (laughs) wreck. garbage fire
1: what is happening
0: i I, i'll let you i'll let you talk about what you think's happening in minnesota first
1: look i mean they don't have every it's not a secret they don't have buxton they don't have kirloff and like their bullpen is you know (laughs) awful secretly working for the white Sox is is what Like their checks are getting cashed by the White Sox. Actually, it's, I bet you it's, it's Rick Hahn walking with a sack full of cash to their hotel rooms and then just being like, I just blow this one for us. Cause like they find a way to lose every game. I don't understand it. And like, it's not like they're not hitting. It's not like they're not hitting. Well, whether it, you know, the bullpen. They're not hitting situationally. I'll give you that.
0: They're late. Yes. Their late game pitching has been
1: horrendous.
0: Um, Like Thank so you bad. Christ Kalamé, for continuing and Kenta to And Maeda your is oil.
1: broken. Un-, un underrated problem with Minnesota is that Kenta Maeda is trash right now. Like yeah. that is now, a problem for them.
0: The starters have not been good. Kentamita obviously when your ace is not good it doesn't help. I mean, but think about this. The White Sox ace hasn't been good either. So I don't, when yeah, you think about Minnesota, the rest of the
1: four starters for sure, are God but right
0: Minnesota's now. relievers are like middle or uh, pardon me. They're starting pitching is middle of the pack. They're now some statistics here because statistically speaking,
1: Tommy, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota Twins this year win probability added by relievers. They were fourth In 2019, 2020, those years combined. They were good. 30th this season. (laughs) (laughs) They are dead last.
1: That is not great.
0: (laughs) Now, you also brought up the timely hitting. Right, right, right. OPS with runners in scoring position. Third in 2019,
1: 2020 combined. Yeah. 21st this season. Wow. That's just... and uh, I mean, they're their roster is essentially the same like they they don't have rosario um they don't have the guy who went to back to boston to play with his cheating um cora um you're talking about marwin marwin gonzalez yeah um so like but those guys weren't huge producers for him like I, I think no
0: marwin was not good with no, the twins was, at mad. all well, it's because um, he needs
1: to go back and cheat with Cora.
0: He's got to get the garbage can beating. And- yeah,
1: yeah, he's a lot better now again. Imagine that. But I – anyway, so like, the whole point is like they, they're really not that far off from who they were, and yet – Personnel-wise, yeah, absolutely. Personnel. And, and so the, it just – you'd think they're going to be fine. They're going to bounce back. But what we were talking to our buddy uh, – Joel brand, Joel brand. He is out here saying like there, the hole is too deep and he might have a point. Like they are digging a very deep hole. What's amazing about the Sox right now is we're doing this without our top personnel. And you, I mean, in baseball, you have to like for parts of the season, there are going to be parts of the season where some of your guys are out. Like it's a 162 fucking game season. It's going to happen. It just so happens that like two of our top guys are out for most of the season, which really sucks. But we're doing it. You know what I mean? That right. can be credited to Tony.
0: Oh, there we go. Tell me on the Tony train.
1: Oh, I hated saying it. Um. Well, I mean, I, I guess the, I guess the, the flipped the flip side of things is everybody's pissed off at Rocco Baldelli. Like every twins fan hates him right now. And it's like, it, I, I, that blew me away. Cause I thought Rocco was like one of the top managers in the league for the last few years.
0: So I, I texted another twins fan and he said, it's so tough. Everyone is collectively slumping. And I hate it because I am a rational fan. The answer is not fire Rocco or the front office. They built a roster that should be top five in the league. What right. the hell are you supposed to do when all the players just suck right now or are hurt? So they're going to get better. I can tell you this right now. The Twins are not going to finish last in the AL Central. Mm-mm. I'll put money on it right now. I, yeah. It would be the easiest money I ever made. Yeah. Now, will they get themselves out of the hole that they've dug themselves into? I don't think so. I think the Sox are too good. I think Cleveland has their the pitch too good. Clean. With reinforcements. Um, oh, yeah, true. So.
1: But Cleveland's probably going to sell off. Like, it's... Sell Cleveland. off what? <laughs> they're young arms. They're... they're
0: No, like, absolutely dude. not. That's the core of their organization. They've got these guys. It, they're team-friendly contracts. I mean, if these guys were making buku bucks, then, yeah, they would get sold off.
1: Dude, but no, I'm... There's no way. I'm... I wouldn't be... This is, you know... A hypothetical, if the price is right, Cleveland's selling. Like if they're if they're going to get a lot, they're Ooh. gonna sell off. I mean, name a guy, fucking please, sack, McKenzie, Beaver. all these guys. Everybody these wants guys are... these guys, and I and yeah, I get but they're it. all younger. He, I know, I know, but it's Cleveland, and they don't give a shit about their fans, and they're trying to leave. Like they they literally. Do not give a shit about the next three years of this organization. D- to tell me I'm wrong, like I. I mean, know- okay, here's
0: the thing. This was really funny because the 108 guys on their last podcast did a a little segment and in- breaking down the Cleveland American League Baseball Club organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when you think about the organization, they they might actually pick up and move.
1: Uh, yeah. They they can't when they were good. This is what's crazy to me. When they were really good, they still couldn't sell out. Why not? It's because Cleveland sucks.
0: I mean, you're Columbus. Can,
1: Shit. I mean, like,
0: <laughs> I mean the the only piece that I can see, pieces that I could see them selling off because they're expensive, <laughs> and by expensive I mean their highest average salary. I, I, you've got Cesar Hernandez and Jose Ramirez.
1: Jose Ramirez is, is actually more interesting than. Pardon
0: me. It's uh, it it isn't his Cesar Hernandez, and it is actually it is, but um, Eddie Rosario is, but he's on a one year deal.
1: But Ho- Jose Ramirez is actually like a bona fide stud.
0: Absolutely. I mean, so if he's if he- he's about to hit. He's a, I mean, he's, he's got two more years under. I mean, that's, that's the biggest piece that they could trade away.
1: Yeah, but, like, you cannot tell me I'm wrong about the fact that if the price is right, Cleveland will trade their best people. Like, they're always open for business. You know what I mean? Like, there, there are people that are untouchable in this league on a lot of different teams, and Cleveland, no one's untouchable.
0: Oh, ever. yeah, when you get rid of Frankie Windor. No, no one's untouchable.
1: I mean, you got rid of
0: all the all-around best shortstop in Major League Baseball. And when he's at his best. When he's yeah, at his best.
1: He, there you go. <laughs> and he he's been, he's been rough. I, yeah. Too, I, but. I sincerely doubt that this is his, like, who he is as a player forever. But he's not been playing great. What, he's a bit of a bust right now. He'll, he'll come back. Stop Uh, right now. I said, right. And this is like going back to like the twins conversation. They're a bust right now, but they're going to be fine. Like their, their bullpen is not this bad. It's bad. It's It's
0: very, no, it's below week average. They're due for regression. Um,
1: Uh, fuck you with, why do you always say that? You can't
0: because they are, it's happening right now. They're the worst in the league for a reason. And they're um, going to remain bottom five. They're going to hmm. remain bottom five. Their bullpen is that bad.
1: You know, I got a, a fun stat for you. The uh, last team to make the playoffs with uh, at least four starting players over the age of 33, uh, starting position players over the age of 33, was the 2007 Yankees. The San Francisco Giants right now
0: why are you bringing them off? Because why you always are you talk about due for
1: fucking regression, and San Francisco Giants are saying to you, and there's no
0: off. way I put money up right now. They don't, nope. Maybe
1: Bullshit, they're a wild card team.
0: Maybe no. they're a wild card team. No, there's no way they're this good for the rest of the year. This is why you play 162.
1: I got a strong inhibition that they're going to be, they're going to have a stronger record than Padres at the end of the year. No, I mean, look at the lead they've gotten themselves too. You like, was, you this also is, said you are a strong a good. This is a good sample size. You have a strong in, so far.
0: In, in, inhibition.
1: I don't know, dude. Just let me say words.
0: A feeling that makes one self conscious and unable to act in a relaxed or natural way.
1: I'm relaxed about this. I am not. I am. I am calm, cool, and collected. In I am of sound mind when I say these words. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to say. So I like we don't have we don't have to talk about the Giants because I know you fucking hate it when I bring up the Giants, but they're real right now. They've got a health, a good mix of really strong players. And you're talking about, you know, old people like regressing. They are in a unique situation where one like one of their best players didn't even play last year in Buster Posey. So he's rested as fuck for the first time in a long time. And everybody else only played 60 games. So you're talking about a team that, like, there's no reason why not. There is no reason why not.
0: You sprung this on me, so I'll do my homework next week and tell you why the Giants um, are, are not going to be.
1: Go for it. Good luck. Good fucking luck. Because they're <laughs> kicking ass right now. Dude, they are they have the same fucking record as us, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, they blew a, lay, a lead late. They
0: have a just slighter lower win percentage than we do. And Boston yeah. has a just slightly higher win percentage than we do.
1: I mean, we're talking about how amazing the White Sox are, right? They're 23 and 15. All right. Giants, 23 Moving and 16. Moving on. We're talking saying. about
0: your wife's team and I'm let's focus on, on our team. I'm just saying. All right. Speaking of our team, obviously that six in a row was really nice. The last uh, three, we've won one of them against Kansas city. And hopefully we split
1: today. Yeah. Um, it sucks. Cause they came in slumping. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah. So what do you think's going on against Kansas city at home here? We we've had some issues.
1: It's, I mean, it's a combination of things, um, but I think it's, it's, it's not necessarily what the Sox are doing wrong. It's well, it is, it is in the sense that I think we're letting their, good players beat us which they're good bats we're letting their good bats beat us instead of pitching around and going to the soft underbelly of their lineups like their one through nine is not great but they're but they've got Merrifield, they've got carlos santana and they've got fucking salvi and we're letting those three guys beat us which sucks and you know i i don't like we're we're walking guys like fucking Nikki Lopez and stuff like that. And like that's that's gonna lead to problems because you got to get those guys out. And I'm not about to, I'm not about to be the one that's I know you came in here, you're ready to say like the mighty you your actual note says the mighty fall of Carlos Droda. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. Cause you didn't even watch the game. That ball was the ball that uh fucked him over. Uh Salvi Perez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Salvi. Took him deep on a ball that wasn't even in the strike zone. He just barreled a ball that he shouldn't have, and it just carried over the right field fence. It, like it shouldn't have been a home run. It was the same feeling that we we all got when we saw Gielito's home run that went out. It was like, damn, that ball never should have left the park. What the fuck is happening? So it's like Cleveland, uh, uh, Kansas City's getting lucky bounces, and we're not, you know. And that's 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 how I see this series. I, I'm not about to be like. What the fuck is Leary Garci- Garcia doing in the se- in the two hole? We're like that's a valid question, but that's not why we're losing these games. We're losing these games because we're we're letting Salvi Perez, you know, hit dingers if, when he shouldn't.
0: If I hear one more person complain that the lineup construction is the reason why we lost, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it. I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, because first off, guys need days off. Let me start by saying that.
1: Yeah. Okay. We got a day game today, off. so like you, you got to be ready for that,
0: especially in a long season. Yeah. Now, I got to ask you this, Gio, do you have any concerns right now?
1: Uh I do. Um, and it, it it's not pull the it's not pull the fire alarm though. It's like, and and that's only because we have everybody else in the in the rotation is overachieving, so we're straight like just let him figure it out. Cause he will, you know, we're talking about if, if we're going to give the twins time to rebound and, and say like, look, he can, he, they can get out of, they could potentially get out of their hole. How, why would we not offer that same grace to G Leto? Like he will be a good pitcher. He may not be the elite pitcher we've seen in the past. Cause he, he works strictly off of deception and he's just got to get that feel back for the, for the, uh, change up once he does like he'll be back where he was or thereabouts you know and the again like that ball that left the yard like against him uh Sal- that salve that Salvi hit it never should have gone like it just carried in a in a awkward way and like i don't know it- it's a it's a real mind game we all know this so one r- wrong bounce and you feel like you've lost your groove and and then you're fucked so what, what are you gonna do i don't know it, it, i'm not his, gonna again i'm not the gonna change the up Lamar isn't out.
0: from what i'm looking at the change up isn't as much of an issue he's not a slider fastball. it's no he's he's throwing his fastball he's throwing his fastball at an over 40 percent clip um his slider is getting rocked this year mm-hmm. absolutely rocked um
1: that's a, that like if the, I if I had OPS it, at it, that would uh, that surprises me. And I'll put this in here really quick before you go on because I do want to hear about that OPS against the slider. But what I want to say really quick is, if the slider is what's actually getting like kicked in the teeth, then Boston definitely had the fucking signs when they were hitting only his change.
0: The the, the change am, am I, has yeah, I mean his change yeah, actually right. statistically has, has been his Alex best pitch. Cora. Fuck but, Alex
1: Cora. Fuck the Boston Red Sox. All right. And that's all I got to say.
0: Yeah. Tell OPS, me about the OPS plus or whatever. The, guess, the OPS slider. on on his slider is over 1,000 this oh year. Boy.
1: Um, he, he doesn't throw that pitch all that often. So it, it it's...
0: He does only throw it a little over 16% of the time. But so, it's still...
1: But the yeah. the thing that, that you works can't, about... You just can't
0: be a two-pitch pitcher, especially as a starter in Major you know. League Baseball.
1: You definitely um, can't be. Looking so, at the... I
0: have
1: a bit question more, for you, though. A little bit more. Fine, fine.
0: Okay? Average exu- exit velocity on his pitches is below league average. Max exit velocity, still a little bit below league average. Hard hit percentage, below league average. Barrel percentage, way below league average. He's in the 14th percentile for barrel percentage, yeah. okay? His K's solid, chase rate, solid, with pretty solid fastball spin and velocity pretty solid. Right. He's also up there a little bit in walks. Um you got to start Here's the deal. You can't blow everything by everybody. Unless you're throwing Michael Kopech type, Garrett Crochet type, you know, velocity, okay? Right. And he's not touching that as a starter. So start being more selective with the pitches okay don't throw that slider in the zone well i start think... throwing that change up a little bit lower no do get that fastball get His... that fastball up higher do not middle middle pitches that's yes. been an issue for him too he's had a lot of middle middle pitches that are specifically fastballs that are getting creamed
1: Right, and I, I disagreed with you right away when you said lower that change up because the the thing that's so effective about his change is that he has two different changes, a high change and a low change. And as long as he's using those high changes and low changes like effectively, it's when his high change finds the middle of the plate that he's fucked. So I don't want him to go lower with that. It's when his low change comes up a little bit that he's getting fucked. So that's what I disagree with. But I, I definitely like as far as the eye test goes, that like makes sense with what you're saying that he's not getting barreled up super hard because it doesn't look like he's getting barreled up except for when he misses pitches. So my question to you is, is it pitch selection? That is his problem. And if that's the case, if that's the case, then is it James McCann missing? That's the problem.
0: Oh, God, don't even get me started on McCann because I was just about to say, talk about free agent busts. He's been horrendous in New York. Horrendous, okay? I'm showing you this right now, Tom. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that are baseball nerds, uh, I'm showing, I've been pulling all of this from the Lucas Giolito baseball savant page. Um, His changeup is successful when it's where, Tom?
1: Down, outside the zone.
0: Down, down, not in in the upper quadrants, not in the upper third. Okay, so that's the big thing. If you throw one or two up there during the game, high and in after you throw them two, three straight fastballs or two fastballs and a slider outside of the zone. Great. But again, not not expecting
1: it. But this is. This is what I'm saying, though, like the high change he's built his success off of the high change, like the last year and a half of his success has been built off. Of, don't fucking shake it's speed your head differential. Me,
0: it's speed differential.
1: I know, but it's sequencing and deception that has been his two best weapons. And if he loses the sequencing because he's with a different guy and he's not vibing. I don't know. I think you just got to get some more practice.
0: Then I, if you, if you fine. can't pitch well, if you can't, and that's pitch even well more as Monty Grandal as your catcher.
1: Cause I'm talking like Zach Collins. Cause Zach Collins has caught him more than, has he even, actually? I, I, I think it's like a 50, 50 split. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that. Cause I didn't look at the numbers, but like there has definitely been games where Zach's caught him and there's definitely been games that yeah, he's just caught him. But, but the point being like you just said it, he's just got to get more practice in with these guys. Cause again, like sequencing and deception are his two biggest weapons. Cause this stuff's not like, it's not blow you away stuff. It's, it's great stuff. And the, the speed differentials is where it's at for him, but it's all about getting in the groove with these new, like not new. Cause yasmani has been here, but he was caught by McCann pretty much the entirety of last season and into 2019. So it's like, I don't know, man. It it definitely will turn around. Mm -hmm. He'll, he'll be fine. It's like once he starts getting the feel for that slider off the plate a little bit, once he starts getting those changes where he wants them. And once he stops leaving fastballs over the plate, he'll be fine. It's just control for him right now that he can get his feel back. And and the reason why I feel confident about that is because he's had it before.
0: It's true. He'll turn around. Oh, he will. And like you said, it's not time to pull the fire alarm on him. But there's some work to be done. Absolutely. There's some work to be
1: done. And he's not great right now. Like, I, I'm, no. I'll am i be the first to admit he's not great. Right now. it's not like I'm saying like he's getting unlucky. He's getting hit. It's just. He, he's got to he, he, you got to give him more time. And we have the luxury to be able to do that because our team is fucking killing it. We're like one of the best starting pitching teams in the goddamn league right now.
0: Right. Just those last 250 plate appearances with Gio. You know, he's, he's creeping above league average now. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we need, to be honest, I think this team needs Giolito to be significantly better than league average if we're going to be a force yeah. to be reckoned with. So which, the rest of the season and in, into into September. So in October, definitely no October.
1: Oh yeah. We need him in October. And that's, that's so. fucking down. But all right. I'm well, not scared from this Kansas city C- series is, is what I wanted to communicate no. the most. <laughs> well,
0: let me say this too. If say we lose today, mm-hmm. say, you know, we, we drop this, yeah. we dropped this episode. We lose the series three out of four. Mm-hmm. Remember this. That means you still won seven uh, out of 10. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. the math checks out there. Mm-hmm. Seven out of ten, a 700 win percentage in Major League Baseball.
1: Fucking take that. Ten think. out of ten
0: times gets you into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, let's fucking go. So, so there you go. Exactly, a great, that's a great place.
0: Hey, let's uh, let's take a quick minute, Tom. We'll talk uh, bullpen. We'll talk maybe possible acquisitions that the Sox should make, and then uh, the rest of the
1: games moving forward uh, in the upcoming week. Yeah, and I'll try to be less at your throat for the next half of the second. (laughs) I love it. Bring the heat.
0: (laughs) Bring the smoke. Can we talk
1: about my captain?
0: Oh, captain, my captain.
1: Good God. Did you or see the photos of him? I know you didn't or, watch, get the chance to see the game yesterday, but did you see the photos of him with the the boxer like tape over his cheek for the no, laceration? No. Dude, he looked so badass yesterday.
0: Well, he played pretty badass too with the one solo shot. Yeah, the, the only runs that only we put on the board all game.
1: Leury and and Moncada could get on base in front of him, then that would be better. But you
0: have ass games. That was definitely one of them
1: yeah it's gonna um happen.
0: but Jose you want to talk about Jose
1: oh my god this man is just he's a tank like he's so good and he's always going to be there for you the white sox fan he just said he literally said I don't give a fuck how concussed I am put me in the lineup I'm going to hit bombs like I'm gonna hit bombs I'm gonna play defense and by the way Steve take your He's due for regression, and he's a bad defensive first baseman. I took it take back after I took it back after it. last year. I took oh, yeah, it back true. after yeah, last did. year. You did, you did. I did. But you were on that shit for so long, and I'm like, I'm, this I mean, he's still,
0: man. he's still
1: heating oh. up, which no. No. is good. Oh, okay, he's heating good. up. I thought I, I said you were still about to say up. something else. I was about no. to be like looking. But you. I called
0: it. I called it right. I think I, I think I want to say it was end of last home stand. He had a good game. And I said, oh, I know what it was. It was the Sunday game where they absolutely shelled Texas. Mm-hmm. And I said, watch out. This guy's heating up.
1: And Just he wait. Is, he is and he's here. there. I mean, he's
0: getting there. He's really getting there. So
1: this isn't even peak. He's not even peak performance. That's probably even more so why he was like, fuck this concussion. I'm in the like, I'm playing out of my I'm about to be playing out of my mind. Just I, I love
0: the I love the competitive nature. I want him to remember that it's 162 games. And one thing to remember, outside of last year, and that really doesn't count because they played one game in October. He's never played in October.
1: Yeah, but he's played 158 games pretty much every goddamn year.
0: Right, but we need him in October and we need him healthy. What the
1: hell is the difference between 158 and 170? There's like no difference, dude.
0: Okay. You can have a talk with you know, all the former major league baseball players about <laughs> that one.
1: I mean, I, I get it. If you're like 12 years old and you're coming into the league, like kellnick or whatever years old and, and, and like magical, like I get it. If you need your, to bring your crayons to the ballpark, I get it. You probably shouldn't be playing 158, but if you're a goddamn man, wow. like Jose Abreu, wow. you can play every goddamn day. Cause you're Jose. Abreu. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play every day, but I'm not Jose Abreu. Put him in the lineup. Let let him prove. Let him prove to you that he can't play every day before you take him out. Because he can play. He's no. But
0: what I'm saying is, he was
1: good in the goddamn playoffs. I get it. He was only in. What I'm getting at
0: is obviously, Abreu made those comments after the play, the collision at first on Friday afternoon. You know the concern with him possibly being injured. You play it safe. You play it safe at this point. You are not in a tight race in September right now. I know every game counts. Every game is important. Every win is important to you getting to the end goal, which is winning division, winning a pennant, winning a World Series. But you get down that road by being careful in 162 games in the regular season. Okay? it's not going to hurt Jose Abreu anymore if he plays 157 instead of 158.
1: You know, I said at the end of last segment I was going to be like, I was going to calm down and not be mad at you this this half of the episode, but dude, I could not disagree with you more. Of course you couldn't because you don't think. No, fuck you. The team needs him now more than, like more than they will need him in September
0: because... You're going to bring up Luis and Aloy.
1: You know I am. And Angle.
0: So, so what happens when Jose Abreu goes down September 29th?
1: You're, like, again, let, let him prove to you that he can't play every day until you take him out of the lineup, Steve. I Like, he has never been a guy who's, like, uh, I, I need the rest. I'm, I'm injured. I'm out. I like, he, he's never been that guy. He's better when he's in the lineup. Every You're day. right. Instead, he, he grinds takes,
0: himself. Oh. Instead, he grinds himself out, right? No,
1: no. Cause he, he literally needs, he warms up like slowly. He's like, he's like starting my Rav four, right? It, it takes like, you gotta turn it for a little bit. Then it gets going and it's, it's solid. It is such a good car, but it, you know, it, it, it takes a little bit longer to get turned over than, than the other cars. It, but like, it is rolling, and it is goddamn beautiful. So I, I don't – you just can't shut him down. You can't shut him down, especially right now. Take Jose Abreu out of this lineup, and what do you have? You have Jake Lamb playing, like, DH every day. That's not good.
0: No, for sure. I. The, we were talking about it. I was at the game on Friday, the evening game.
1: Mm-hmm. and Vaughn filled in very nicely. I can't – he mm-hmm. – nah, he, he's yep. great. I can't, he's the future. Give give me three years and you can slot him in oh,
0: every day. Yeah, well it's it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be two after this one. So well,
1: he's gonna he's gonna be back up for the next two years and then he's gonna trade off time in the third year, and then for like in three years time, like I said, three years from now, he can have the starting job every day. Now
0: here's I showed up to the I went to Shinnox on Friday before the game oh, dude, with no our uh, with great. our guy Brandon Stokes, B Stokes. Uh big shout out to him. Thank you again for an awesome game to be able to go to. Um, I definitely covered beers instead. Um, mm. It's the way I paid back. Um, I show up to Shinick's at 530, and he's like, hey, did you see the lineup just dropped? And I was like, uh-oh. And he's like, not looking good. And I was like, shit, I just put minus one and a half on the White Sox. <laughs> so of course, did. saw the lineup, and I was like, damn, this is going to be interesting. And they won three to one. So they covered dub. Um, that being said, what let, let's, let's move on because I, I don't want to get you going on Jose Abreu and, and your, slight, your slight slight chubby team. that you get. I, I do need to mention this. Anytime though, his name is brought up.
1: I do need to mention this. Okay. <laughs> my wife <laughs> watched him play for the first time. Like it watched a full game of Jose brave. He, she's seen highlights obviously. Cause I can't put my goddamn phone down when I'm trying to like catch up on baseball all the time, but she watched a full game of him. And she was like, every time he was on camera, she was like, Oh my God, that's way too much oral cancer. Like it's just, <laughs> it's, he's going to die. He's going <laughs> to die tomorrow. I'm so, I'm so worried about, it. she's like, get his address. We're sending him a toothbrush We're sending him. We're sending him some nicotine patches. We're we're gonna get him off this shit. But you can't take that dip out of his mouth. I'd like. That's just part of him. I feel like. Yeah.
0: Pray for Pito's (laughs) mouth.
1: Pray for his mouth and pray for his jaw. In like two years, it's gonna be gone. It's just so bad, so bad.
0: But well, speaking speaking of the Friday game, Tom. And the reason why I was able to have White Sox with a two-run lead and a win on that bet, mm-hmm. Michael Kopek. Yeah. Oh my God! I, I, yeah. When is he moving into the starting role? When?
1: When Dylan Cease dies, you know, like. No, is it I Dylan
0: mean, Cease who's gonna die? Like, who no, who's gonna fall
1: off? It's it. I don't even think it's a fall-off thing. I think it's an injury thing. Whoever gets injured. Like w- these guys, like somebody, like somebody's going to get injured. Somebody's You're right. He's going to get injured. And maybe it's not one guy injured for the whole season. Maybe it's 15 game stint here, 15 game stint there for the other guy. Like Lance Lynn needs a 10 game or like two, two starts break. And then like, then you throw Kopech back in the bullpen for a couple, a couple weeks. And then, you know, ceases down with, with some like toes right. or I don't know, like it could be, anybody a, a mixture of there will be holes to plug him into right like we were worried that you know Vaughn wasn't getting enough playing time he's in the goddamn lineup every day like for sure it's fine like there, if, there will be spots for him to fill
0: if the White sox rotation remains as good as they have been mm-hmm. outside of here here's here's where I see Kopeck actually filling in is if Diamond Dallas continues yeah. to Kind of get hit around. I mean, he has been... He's
1: been more Diamond than Dusty recently. I said he's been more Dusty than da- Diamond. Now he's more Diamond than Dusty.
0: I don't even know about that. I mean, he was... I'll give him serviceable, and that's that's nice on Wednesday. Um, yeah, but the we did not that, win he, because he was good on the mound. We won because the offensive run production was right. through the damn roof on Wednesday night. Now, start I do got to say this. He was great. So... I got to say this. Here's the role that I want to see Kopech in as long as as everyone stays healthy, right? As long Mm -hmm. as your five-man rotation, everyone's healthy and they're going. Mm -hmm. This is the role I want to see Kopech in. A guy like Dallas starts to get hit around third inning, fourth inning, things aren't looking good. You yank him and you put Kopech in for three innings at least. Yeah. I want to see him coming out of the bullpen, you know, sixth, seventh inning at least once during the week. And then I want to see him coming in third, fourth inning and getting like three, four innings of work once every week, too.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: how I think you're going to keep him fresh and revved up for the playoffs. And I, I actually do want to see him be a starter in the playoffs.
1: So you're talking quintessential sixth starter, long reliever role.
0: Yes, none, no Hector Santiago bullshit. This is this is the real deal. This is what we've been waiting for in this sixth this sixth
1: man role. So you do want Hector Santiago, but you want him to be Michael Kopech. You, exactly. You want, yes.
0: I want Kopech stuff in that spot. Yes, it's absolutely. a sweet spot right now.
1: Yeah, and and you know next year. We won't have to, we won't have the luxury probably. We'll, we'll probably need to have him in the starting rotation. But this year, don't fix what isn't broken. Don't slot him in and take somebody's like opportunity away because the all of our start, we're again like we're first in the league, I believe, in starting pitching performances. Maybe not after this series, but like we've been so good with our starting pitching. So good. Did you hear Siri?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can uh shut
1: the fuck up, Siri. I we've been absolutely fantastic. And and if you're going to complain about starting pitching, you're complaining about the wrong thing. Like, I just I don't have time for you. I really don't. If you're gonna I, complain about something, don't. Because we're for really the, good. Like <laughs> <for> <laughs> complain the, about injury problems for, and shit.
0: For the most part, I completely agree. I mean, I only got team stats up right now, but Such I mean a, this team is is fifth, fifth in ERA, right now, pitching.
1: And the, you're, you're taking into account we got a little hit around the last like,
0: yeah, Friday. Tenth in whip. Tenth in opponent batting average. Um. Yeah, third in earned runs given up. Total. So- over 38 games. I mean, giving up runs it's been solid is for suckers. all around, which is leads me to this. Is it? Leads me to this, Tom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Say the trade deadline. I'm going to play hypothetical with you. Say Ooh, yep. the trade deadline is tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You're Rick Hahn. What's mm-hmm. the one move you're making at the trade deadline?
1: Outfielders. Okay. So I got three guys. Mm-hmm. I got three guys on my radar. I'm going to get who I, I'll, I'll take any of these three, I'll, but I'll list them in order of ones that I want the most to the least. And it's just going to be a price is right. You know, like whoever's like willing to accept Blake Rutherford, you know, <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> so it's unlikely. That's why we're probably going to end up with option three of the three options, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what these idiots are willing to accept. So, Number one, 1A is Charlie Blackman. Mm. You know, he's just always somehow had a way of swinging the stick that has kept him relevant. You know, his defense isn't ideal. You know, he he was a center fielder. Now he's a right fielder because, well, you know, he wasn't a great center fielder. But he just hits. And yes, course field effect, whatever. Look at Nolan Arenado. He's fine not playing in course Field, and you know if you're an elite hitter, it's not it it it'll translate. It'll translate. And Colorado's fucking so bad, so they're definitely going to be sellers. So that's that's option one A for me.
0: Hey, they're gonna... heating up. They've won three straight. By the way, oh, Jesus, <laughs> I'm, I'm just done being a thorn in your side. <laughs> they so will bad. not be. They will not be a contender. They have won three straight, but they will not be a contender.
1: Yes. Thank you. (laughs) And now we've got option one B Starling Marte of the Miami Marlins. He is carried over his positive performance from last year and he's still hot. And, you know, the Marlins last year was a fluke. They got good pitching, but they're not gonna no. I, I'm not gonna hear anybody talk about how they're not gonna sell. They're gonna sell. That division is pretty stacked, top heavy. They're sellers. And Stalin Marte, I'll take it. I'll take that any day. Slot him into the outfield and just let it roll. Option two, notice it was one A, one B, and then option two. So Oh, okay. <laughs> there's a there's a decent drop off for this next guy, but I think he's still you know, he's, he's up there. I I would, I would take it any day option two: David Peralta of the Arizona diamondbacks. He's playing, you know, above his, his, uh, he's playing above his usual numbers with the bat and he's known for his defense. So, you know, we'll take that definitely, you know, in in the case that like, you want to say, let's put in David Peralta for Eloy Jimenez late game for some defense. You'll do that. Like that battle play a little bit better than, Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I can't say that. I was about to say something sacrilegious. No, you can
0: say, you can say the sacrilegious things on the podcast here.
1: (laughs) I was about to say that David Peralta's bat is going to, you know, he'll give you defensive prowess and his bat's going to be better than Billy Hamilton, but that's not true. Billy Hamilton in the last hey, few games.
0: He I'll tell you what, being at that Wednesday game where he was on his uh Wendy's four for four grind, I was so all good. about that.
1: Dude, so good. Um <laughs> you who's
0: really about that is our guy Bruhan Luke.
1: Oh my god, yeah. He biggest the biggest stand. And like, don't get me wrong, I love me some Billy Hamilton. Like Give me, like, take that injected in my veins. Like, him, I love him, his him, him energy. I love God, his energy. Go. It's so great. Like, all I want him to do, I just like put him on the bay, put him on the base paths, let him steal second and fucking third because he's gonna do it every time. You can't stop him. He's he's just like so fast. His swing is pretty ugly though. I like it. There is some holes in that swing. So Frank Manekino has some serious work <laughs> cut out for him, but if if you can get Billy Hamilton, like, and and this is this is his time to shine, like with outfielders out everywhere, Hamilton's going to get a lot of playing time in the next couple weeks, and if he can put it together, I I mean, I don't know, like sky's the fucking limit for this team. If, I, if I'll Billy be honest, Hamilton I, is producing offensively. I'm. Sorry. I love
0: I love Billy Hamilton, but. If he's in an everyday role, we've we got, got some issues. Yeah. We've got some major <laughs> issues. I mean, he is your defensive specialist, and which, by the way, he's been great out in the field.
1: Absolutely. Honestly. Absolutely. Um, he looks great out there. And he's he, and he's your pinch runner. That's, exactly. that's his role. Exactly. His role. He's off the bench. I'm happy with that. So, you know, that's uh, that's another reason why David Peralta is option two, as opposed to 1A, 1B, because, you know, we do have – defensive outfielders already with angle coming back. Hamilton's already on the team. So it would just be, you know, kind of padding it out. But again, you said that the trade deadline was tomorrow. Yeah. So that's, he would be on my list, but yeah, I I would say Blackman and, and, and Marte. Those are guys I want in this, in this lineup.
0: Okay. I like that. You're thinking outfield. I woke say this about David Peralta. I think he should be higher up on your list. Hmm, if you look at his numbers historically, okay? And I'm just going to I'm going to stick with I don't know. Should I say OBP and slugging percentage? I'll do that. I'll yeah, stick I'll, with OBP. Understand?
1: And, yes.
0: There we go. So, David Peralta historically as my computer geeks out on me per usual. Nothing, nothing more on brand. I think there's two things that are on brand for us, Tom, your phone going off in the background and <laughs> my computer geeking. So you
1: know Here, here's my problem really quickly before you go on. I had my phone on silent this whole time and then Siri just like started shouting at us at at like, what is that? That's garbage. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I'll I'll
0: do slash lines in general. Okay. 2015 Peralta three twelve three seventy 522.
1: You can't come at me with 2015.
0: I'm okay, sorry. fine. 2018, 293, 352, 516. Yeah. Okay. 2020, the last full season. No, oh, pardon me. That was last year. The last full season he played: 275, 343, 461. 2020, 300, 339, 433. He, he can hit. He can do it. He can hit. I, he's not really. I, he's his glove has improved actually, over the years with the exception he's a little off this year actually but his glove improved in 2019 2020 Com- in compared to previous years
1: Defensive so metrics are I think booty.
0: Peralta Peralta honestly I I think he's on that same tier he's also got a very team friendly contract mm-hmm. he's under control for the next uh, this year next
1: um and, with, and, and you're losing Adam Eaton next year so. and he's
0: not, well you're not
1: you you you're extending or re-signing Adam Eaton?
0: Is it a team option or is it a a player option?
1: I don't know. I hope it's not a player option because he's he would just check yes. He's already checked yes for the player option. Like shit.
0: <laughs> okay, so you are right. 2022. It's a club option, one million dollar buyout. So they might be they might be investing in that buyout, especially if they go and trade for somebody like a Peralta. Jerry's or a Marte. Got money or in the your bank boy for that. Charlie Blackman. Now, here's the thing with Charlie Blackman too. Expensive. Yeah, he is. Very pricey when it comes to you know huh. high salary. Okay. You
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Look though, because they fucking Colorado's a shit show. They paid 50 million dollars to get rid of Nolan Arenado. They'd probably do it again.
0: Now, here's what I can see them doing. Blackman is this year next year, and one more. And that last year is a lower salary. It's like a $13 million option. The, this year and next year is $21 million on the books each year. Okay? It's a lot. And I don't know if our front office is going to be willing to take on that big of a contract unless, for example, it's like Nolan Aronado money coming back. Like Half of that is getting paid off. It, it could be a thing. If you're going to give up a bag of balls and you're still only, you know, paying half of that for Charlie Blackman, I'd do it, especially since he plays center, right? Well, especially since he plays center, he plays
1: a a poor center. Uh, He's better suited. In my opinion, he's better suited in a corner spot. And, you know, that's it's like. But you need late in his career. You had to tell him like, look, like you, you were a center fielder. You were a league average center fielder. You're more suited in the corners and you have to convince him that, but look, that's
0: funny. You say that Mm -hmm. last year and this year, Charlie Blackman has been better defensively than offensively. I'm just also something to mention with your one and two guys right now, like your one A and one B, both of them are sitting on the bench right now, nursing injuries. Blackman's got know. a groin injury and Marte broke his rib. So Marte's not going to be back until early, mid June. And Blackman's day to day. But Charlie Blackman is not the hitter he
1: used to be. Not even close. He's, look at the lineup he's in, dude. He's, he, his best, his best backup hitter is Raimil Tapia. <laughs> That's the best hitter on their team right Rameel now. Tapia. What Which, a you name drop. Fucking like, like he's, I'll vibe with him. Like if I, I'll take, I'll take Tapia. Like if if he's available, shit.
0: Hey, that's that's the thing with Blackman. The last, uh, this year so far, and last year, obviously only a uh, sixty games he played fifty nine of them. He was a below league average hitter.
1: You can pitch around him, and he's swing first guy. Like,
0: so maybe he he'll, he'll be a better fit in the White Sox lineup,
1: yeah. which is
0: a valid point. It's I mean,
1: aggressive lineup, and he'll and he'll like. Just let him vibe.
0: Now, Marte is only for one year. And I think right now, especially with the state of the White Sox outfield and figuring out who's going to play where, especially in 2022, Marte is probably your best option.
1: Because He got off to a
0: really hot start this Mm -hmm. year. Really hot start this year. Super talented. Can play anywhere in the outfield. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that I think fits in really well with the organization and their needs right now. That would be the guy that I'm targeting. If I'm the front office, I don't think Miami's going to. I thought
1: you were a big Peralta guy. What happened to that?
0: I like Peralta a lot. Yeah. The thing is, I think what you're going to get asked for, for Peralta is going to be higher than what you want to give up. Yeah. I think you're going to have to give up. Honestly, I think you're going to have to give up, like, Jerry Kelly and Jake Berger.
1: Yeah. And and you're talking about of the three organizations, the Diamondbacks are the smartest. So you, you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna outthink the Diamondbacks necessarily, but you're you can sure as hell fucking outthink the Rockies, and you could probably you know get fleece the the. Marlins I I think too. I think
0: I think with the Marlins, I think they're they're in a much better position with Kimming.
1: Yeah, they are. Um, That's true.
0: But that all that being said, I think the Marlins.
1: They're turning, especially
0: here's the thing that. is it's a rental too. Yep. Think about so you what
1: can, you, it's only a price of a rental. Yeah,
0: exactly. Think about what the Orioles got back for Manny Machado on a half year rental. Right. Nothing.
1: It's still a Manny Machado, but it's like, look, you, you're giving me, Oh, this isn't Manny guy Machado guy. type, yeah, you know, exactly.
0: numbers either or talent. Mm-hmm. So it, you're not going to have to give up a top hundred prospect for right. Marte.
1: Right. So, that's, I mean, you're 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 making some good points. Uh, so I I still I still place it one a Blackman. You you haven't you haven't changed my order unfortunately with your arguments. I Ooh. apologize, but yeah, Marte is my one a one a one b Marte, and then two Peralta. But like I I still like I would take any of those guys for it for the price, which I think the price would be right on these guys. I think I would take any of those guys. If the, if the trade deadline was tomorrow. What, did you have anybody else on, 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 the, on the table for you?
0: I think those three guys are, the, are actually the most realistic. When you think about where teams are, when you think about contracts, when you think about what the White Sox are willing to trade. So, I got to ask you, though, bullpen for the White Sox. I know your one move would be an outfielder. Would you try and put something together for a bullpen piece, too, or do you think this bullpen can be trusted? 100% no.
1: Um I mean, that's the thing about bullpens, you can never have enough bullpen arms. There's no such thing. Mm-hmm. Cuz they're so volatile. Um I mean, fosters looked okay. Evan Marshall had a bounce back game yesterday, but he's not looked great. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I I, I will I, I loved seeing Marshall go an in and in a third with with 3 Ks, I think. It was it was beautiful but, um, two or three K's like, we need more of that Marshall. If this team's going to like go deep, um, just bottom, bottom of the barrel, like bullpen production in general is so important for teams that are stacked for the playoffs. But then the question is, can you, can you count on foster and bum and, uh, bummers actually great right now, but can you count on, um, Foster and Marshall to be those guys that they have been in the last two weeks or are they going to be more of the guys that they were in the first month for sure.
0: I mean, I I know some people like uh, our list, one of our listeners, Alex rude. He would uh, definitely be going to bat right now against you with uh, the Matt Foster argument. (laughs) Um, He's been solid, actually. Uh, recently when you take yeah, recency his, his numbers bias are coming down.
1: Yes. He, they um, like, I, I'm not going to, and that's the thing. I'm not going to shit on these guys. They're, they're good. Bu- and that's like, that's the question that you're asking, right? It's like, these guys are good. Are they good enough to never, to not trade at all for any bullpen pieces? It's like, well, I do like having options. Like, I don't, I, I oh, like for sure. having top tier options all the time for who to go to in the late innings.
0: Absolutely. And you know, Crochet's my guy, the crotch that's rocket. It. That's my yep. dude. But right now, if I'm Let in the ALCS evening. against the Yankees and Aaron Judge is at the plate because that's the third batter he has to face in their lineup or something, mm-hmm. or Stanton or, or whoever, I, I'm a little worried.
1: Stanton's on one right now. Yeah.
0: When he's healthy. He's actually down with another That's why I said right
1: now. he's He's injured again. Oh, my God.
0: Yep. <laughs> now...
1: Oh my god. He was just yeah. that's so funny. That's hilarious. Yeah,
0: I, it's yeah, that oh, that Yankees team would be so good if they could stay healthy. Um
1: they're pitching booty. I don't know. I don't uh, I was
0: referring to the 1 through 9. But yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um that's the thing is is crochet? I've got a few, you know, the cr- control. The control yeah, is let him still go down something and get that some it seasoning. There's nothing speak- Oh, he that. doesn't need to go down and get seasoning right now.
1: Why not? You can literally can't hurt. Oh. Can't hurt.
0: I mean, who are you going to replace him with? That's the a real trade. question.
1: That's, this is the question. Like, if mm-hmm. we get somebody in, I'd probably send Crochet down and then maybe bring him back up for the expanded playoff roster, you know?
0: It's possible. So, so
1: I, I, it, that's, but that's the question you're asking. That's why outfield's a better thing for me. And then bullpen would be next. I mean, I don't think we need any other positions, really. I mean, what you're not going to get a middle infielder. Um, I mean, cause Madrigal's doing his thing, which is, you know,
0: yeah. Oh, there (laughs) you go. There you go. He doesn't want to admit to it. He doesn't want to admit to it,
1: but you're not going to get a corner guy, you know, Johan's holding that shit down, you know, like, and your goddamn captain, my captain is at first with Andrew Vaughn lighting up behind him. Like there's, there's, there's no other spots you need besides the outfield right now. And you have reinforcements coming in, in September, mind you but that's your hole
0: for sure. Well, Tom, as we wrap this thing up, what are your final thoughts going into this? Uh, we got, uh, one more against Kansas city games about to start in a little over an hour. Let's go. We've, we've got, uh, Minnesota after that on Minnesota. the road. And then the, the, the T's you got to take the, the W I N. Yeah. Out of it. T right? S. The T S there's no win in twins right now. <laughs> And then you've got a team that I just brought up three seconds ago with the Yankees on the
1: road, the Yankees, the
0: Yankees.
1: Yeah. So let's stomp on some throats. That's the only thing that is important right now. It's like, this is not a time to take the, take your hand off the throttle and it's a long stretch of games. I get that people are going to sit, need to sit. I get that, but let's not let up like, Keep playing Jose Abreu. Don't let him fucking sit down like Steve wants to. Like, keep going. After, Do not okay. stop now.
0: I'm not saying now, you should have sat him for a week. I was saying just giving him the second, day of a, second game of a doubleheader off.
1: Day to day I I 100. day day-to-day this man. I'm sorry. You can't. You can't.
0: Outside of that, I 100% agree with you, Tom. <laughs> it's in a win-now mode. Keep so. winning. You got momentum. I know you can't measure that, but it's a thing.
1: T.W. baby.
0: That's right. Keep on keeping on. That's what this team's got to keep doing. And I'm really hoping that our War veteran pit bombs.
1: Please. I'm really
0: hoping that our veteran pitchers keep coming around. I think that's going to be a key factor to this team. I need Lance Lynn to get that pitch count down a little bit. I mean, sometimes defense doesn't help, too. I swear to God, the defense does not like to feel when Lance Lynn is in the game. Um, Lance Lynn keeping that pitch count down. Diamond Dallas being able to locate his pitches just a little bit better. And and I mean, same with Gio with the pitch location too, but you know, just uh, being good with his sequencing as well. As you mentioned, he's got to make sure that he's sequencing his pitches well, making sure that he's hitting his spots. So that's it. That's what I got in Han. We trust
1: spend the money we must Charlie oh, Blackman baby and as,
0: we, as we wrap up this is a little bonus I do want to give a shout out to a regular listener I was at the game on this was the Friday game the Friday game and I'm in the stands Yoan gets a hit and he I, I stand up and I go ah he's a bust though and the guy right there two rows in front of me says hey I listen to your guys' podcast all at the time. And that was Tony Kratz. So, hey, shout out to my guy, Tony Crates. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for uh, supporting the Sons of Honarchy. Everyone else, have a good one. We'll see you on the flip side.